A very warm welcome to this World Game Changers podcast, where your host, Paul D. Lowe, embraces many crucial conversations that compassionately contribute towards creating a better life and world. Paul's intention is very simple, to help get people's inspirational insights and motivational messages out into the world so others may benefit. Hello, listeners, and welcome to this World Game Changers podcast episode, where today I'm joined by a lady all the way from sunny South Africa. Uh, maybe it's not sunny. I'm making an assumption there. Um, but I'm sure the lady in, and, uh, in question will soon tell us. And her name is Megan Baraguanath. Megan, a very warm welcome to you. Thank you, Paul. And thank you, listeners. It's great to be here. So and it is South Africa today. <laughs> Right. It is. It is where I am. Yes, it's cold winter, but it is sunny. Nice. Very nice. <laughs> so, listeners, what are Megan and I going to be talking about? What are we going to be talking about? We thought we'd speak roughly around the, the, um, the vast topic of energy, whether that's in the context of words and vibrations in its many weird and wonderful forms. Megan, where do we even start with this vast, vast topic of energy? Because everything is energy, isn't it? Absolutely. Everything is a vibration. Everything is energy. They're one of the same. Um, yeah, it's a very powerful subject and topic because, um, you know, whatever you, I love the saying, whatever you uh, put out is what you get back or the wheel turns. You know, there are lots of cliched sayings that um, remind us how powerful energy is and, um, and, and something else that's quite important that uh, quantum physics has begun to prove to us is that we all connected, uh, certainly in a matrix and in an energy field, we are all connected and um, through the vibration and energy and I am you and you are me and not only uh, with humans, uh, but with throughout nature, throughout the world. And one can, you know, dream and say, how far does it go? Does it go off planet straight, you know, into, into the cosmos? It's vast. Mm. It's fascinating, isn't it? When you, you know, because isn't it true, Megan, that as humans, we tend to get wrapped up in our self-importance, the minutiae and the hustle and bustle of every day and, you know, that you mentioned the word cliche earlier on, that cliche of life gets in the way. And we think our problems are the only problems in the world. And then when we take that bigger perspective and have a look, it's a bit like going up in some giant sort of spacecraft or helicopter and looking down and then realise that we're not even as kind. Well, we are a speck on the landscape, but we think we're so important. And, you know, our problems, nobody's ever had a problem like it. And it just gives it a sense of perspective, really, doesn't it? And what, in terms of what you've just said. Absolutely. But it's also, we are such a speck and such a small part of the whole universe. And yet, at the same time, our little speck, our little energy of speck or our vibration is so important because the ripple effect of our actions, our thought processes, our emotional processes is vast. And because we all connected, what you feel and what you do in your small, tiny little way still has an effect. 
on the, the, the broad perspective. So yes, we are so small and insignificant, and yet at the same time, it is significant, if that makes any sense. Mm. It makes great sense. And what I love about that is the, the whole kind of paradox about it. I think the more, certainly from, well, I'll take personal responsibility for this statement, the more you find out and uncover about what I term the simplicity of life, the more I've come to know that the paradoxes, the, you know, the contradictions that are contained in that, but they're simple contradictions. And you've just given a prime example of that, Megan, a great example. And they're all around us, aren't they? And it creates that, that real, what some might say, diversity or contradiction. Um, and they're two separate words. But they contribute to create, as I said, this simplicity of life. But boy, don't we complicate it as humans. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. But, mm. you know, it, I suppose that's our journey. Um, that's why we come here. Why do we come here? You know, we ask those questions. What is the purpose of life? And I suppose we mustn't forget that we are human. And we've chosen to experience this particular lifetime and our journey. And one shouldn't... Um, uh, make that any less and feel any less than if we do make it complicated but then of course the um, uh, challenge is to uncomplicate it and become enlightened or become higher vibrational beings uh, whatever but um, yeah yeah it's interesting what is the purpose of life wow what a great question that is what is the purpose of life, listeners? I've asked that question. I've lost count of the, the number of times I've asked that question to, to certainly to guests and, and many moons ago, obviously, in my, old, in my own life. And to be fair, I still give myself a reminder of that phenomenal question. What two big questions, really, in life? Who am I? And what's my purpose? Yeah, very deep mm. and quite pertinent and I think important. And, and once we ask those questions of ourselves, that takes us all over the place and asks, you know, the question is, is vital mm. in helping us to, to grow and helping us to make sense of life. Um, why we, why, what is happening to us and why. Um, yeah, it's a it's a great it's a great question to ask. I've also asked myself that many times, and and it's a, and it's an amazing world to explore. Um, it takes you all over the place. I find that uh, in in our three dimensional world, my personal experience is that we tend to be put into boxes and told how to think, and um, and it's nice to not be put into a box. And by asking those questions, it does help to get out there and to, to be an individual and to start having independent thought um, mm. to answer those questions. Yeah. And listeners, you'll know I've made reference to the big four questions of which those two are arguably the, um, the top two. Who am I? What's my purpose? But the other two that a part of the, uh, the four is what am I grateful for 
and what do I want more of? How do those two land with you on top of the first two, Megan? Yeah. Those are, those are great statements and great questions. For me, I feel um, we, we, our planet and, and uh, what's happening at the moment cosmically is historical. And um, there are major, major changes uh, taking place. And um, one can go all sorts of, uh, go into all sorts of conversations with that statement. But in terms of being grateful, I believe that as a soul, we choose to be here in this lifetime. And I feel quite honored and grateful that my soul has chosen to be here at this time to assist with the changes that are taking place on a consciousness level. And as tough as it can be at times, um, I'm grateful that I find that often that I have the ability to be the light and to assist people to see the good things around them that are actually happening and to look for the good. So, and then going back to the original statement, um, what you put out is what you get back. So in these times of change and challenges, if one concentrates on what you can be grateful for, and, and this gets said so many times over and over again, but once again, it's, it's an example. What you concentrate on is what, what you get and that becomes your reality. So you create your reality. You are a co-creator of what happens in your life. And there are many great uh, minds who, who can vouch for that. So yes, um, one can be very grateful for these times because I do believe that um, it's the chaos, the chaos that is happening at the moment um, is the precursor for some beautiful things to happen in our future and our children's future and this planet's future, mm. which ultimately affects, affects not only our planet, but that vibration and that consciousness level that we are on now and changing and, and transitioning to is very exciting. And one can be grateful for being a part of that. So what about that, that, um, that fourth question then, Megan? What do I want more of? Wow. Uh, in terms of three-dimensional or <laughs> fourth or fifth? Oh, what do I want more of? Um, I suppose the... the uh, the common, common answer for most people would be abundance, um, abundance of all sorts of things. So what do I want more of? On a personal level, um, oh, that's very personal. Um, I don't know. I, I'm, as, as tough as things are at the moment, um, I'm not really lacking in anything. Um, I'm so grateful for my family. I have wonderful friends. I, I live in a very beautiful part of the world and I'm so grateful for being here. Um, it's sparsely populated. It's a, it's a magnificent, beautiful part of the world. 
and um, there's not much that I'm lacking, to be honest. And I'm so grateful for that. If I compare myself to, to what other people are going through. So there's not much, no, I'm, I'm in a good place. I'm mm. in a good place. Who am I? Let's go back to the top of the list. Who am I? What's your thoughts around that question? Because there's a very simple answer to that, isn't there? Certainly in a in a in a spiritual context. Um, yeah. Any any thoughts around that, Megan? Who am I? Well, that, that is very interesting. My personal belief system is that um, uh, I am a divine being, as everything is. Um, I am directly connected to source. Um, I'm not separate from source. I know there are a lot of people who think differently, um, but that's I've thought that for, for a long time. Um, I was quite different. I grew up in a family where we were taught to, to think out of the box and to not necessarily be a sheeple. So um, I grew up in a world where it was shamed to not be part of the group. Um, so I've had to learn to have my own thoughts and be independent, which is not a bad thing. And so who, I, who am I? I'm a, a divine source, a part of source. I'm not separate from source. And um, we have a role to play in, in this uh, incarnation to um, do the best that we can and to learn, learn the lessons that our soul has chosen to learn and overcome and um, make a difference in this lifetime. And we are infinite. Um, so death, death is not really death. Death, the passing over or it's a transition from one um, dimension to another. Our soul never dies. It's, it's a continuation of eternity. And then we have a purpose. We have a purpose to raise our vibration, to, to create a higher vibration in the long term. And it's, it's, for me, that's a very, it's simple. It might sound complicated, but it's simple in that we are a soul, an eternal soul, directly linked to source. And we have a role in this lifetime and a, and a, um, purpose in this lifetime to fulfill certain tasks that we agreed to before we came here. Is it oversimplifying it, Megan, to say that that purpose, that task, that contract, let's introduce that word into the uh, into the phrase, the contract. Yeah. Oversimplifying it to suggest that our contract, our purpose, is to come in this human form this shell this temporary shell called a body a human mm. body and spread love to leave the world a better place oh i don't think that's oversimplifying it i think that's the most important and everything else is attached to that um i think the mass consciousness uh, challenge on our planet is um self-love um, a lot of people have self-love issues. Um, I, I would think the majority of people on this planet in one form or another and various challenges that bring us to that. 
and love in all forms, as you have discussed many times, there's so many different forms of love and, uh, and yet love is the overall energy um, that one should be aware of and work towards and work with. I don't think it's oversimplified at all. I think that's the overall umbrella vibration and energy field that we work with, be it with or against. Yeah. Is it also oversimplifying it, Megan, to suggest that when we first enter the arena, so to speak, yeah. we are naturally, we just naturally love. We kind of learn to unlove. Is that oversimplifying things? No. I agree with you completely. Because when we're born, I believe that when we're born, we're still so close to the knowledge of who we are mm. in our divine form. And then we start as we go through life and the experiences that we learn, we, we actually move further and further away from that knowledge. And like the proverbial onion, we start adding on the onion layers. And then the older we get, we then try and take the layers off to remember who we are. And hopefully by the time our soul is ready to go back to source in its whole form, the, uh, the layers of the onions have been um, taken off so that we know who we are. Mm. Another paradox. Yeah. That, I have a little wry smile there, Megan. That reminds me of uh, an adage around that relationship between health and wealth. Most people spend their lives, or not most, but a lot of people spend their lives um, in search of wealth at the detriment of their health. So working long, stressful, long, stressful hours. So, that, you know, they've got money. And then what they find, they reach that point of, and I'll use this term loosely, maturity to think, well, what was it? You know, and then they use all that money to try and buy back the health. And there's a, you yeah. know. And there's a paradox there, isn't there? There is. And yet one mustn't forget that in this dimension that we've chosen to live in, money is a form of exchange. Mm. And um, unfortunately, it's a necessity. So it's just the way our uh, cultures work. It's a form of exchange. So we need to find the balance. Um, you know, if I've, I've, I've seen poverty. I've experienced poverty in my community. And, and for me, it's, it's an evil thing. It takes away people's dignity. And um, uh, they're in a very dark place. So, so having finances and having a means of living is important. But I think the, it's, it's once again creating the balance so that one doesn't forget one's health and spirituality in the process of, of surviving or, or living abundantly. You know, I think we, it's, it's quite easy to uh, demonize money. And yet at the same time, it can be so powerful in helping us create kindness and being able to help others, not only ourselves. It can be used as a beautiful form of exchange to make a difference in someone else's life. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, as you say, it's energy, it's a resource. 
Uh, and, you know, like most things in life, the only power it has is the power that we choose to give it, whether that choice exactly. is conscious or subconscious. But, it, I mean, yeah. from my own very uh, industrial working class background, you know, I mean, I was very, very strongly um, indoctrinated with that money is the retool, you know, rich people trample on poor people to get there and all this kind of talk. I mean, you know, that was the mantra of, um, well, certainly my upbringing for, for many, many, many years. And, and of course, when you, you know, you're ingrained with that way of thinking, listeners, it's hard to shake off until somebody, because we don't know what we don't know, and until somebody comes along and actually challenges and say well maybe there's another way of looking at it reframing it and then you go on a voyage of self-discovery on that word of self Megan I want to go back to self-love you know mm. and I've heard it said so many times before learn to love yourself first that can be easier said than done can't it yeah because because when we when we're born and we and the layers start being added on so often those layers um that are added breaks ourselves down be it deliberate or, or undeliberate so um absolutely and that's that's the challenge and it is important we know it's important you you know you cannot give if you don't have so how do you give love if you don't love yourself and um, and it's it's not a selfish thing. It's not a selfish thing to love yourself and to appreciate yourself and to have self confidence. And I, you know, I've seen that. Um, I have four children, and as a parent, I've seen it with bringing up my children, uh, mostly as a single parent. Um, if you are, if I am not in a good frame of mind and I don't have self love, I cannot be a loving, giving parent. But, the, but when I'm in that space of, of self-love and self-care, then I can be great and am great and do great things as a parent. So, and, and that's not, I'm just using a parent as, as an example because that's my, my world and my reality and my experience, but that can apply anywhere in any relationship with yourself and others. So self-love and self-care is... It's not a selfish thing, especially as you've mentioned in previous um, podcasts with some of your other guests, especially when ego is not concerned. Um, so, so when that starts happening and vanity comes into it, then it becomes a problem. Then it changes, changes that energy and vibration. But when it's linked to your divine self and who you are and recognizing your greatness, as, as a soul linked to directly to source it's a beautiful thing and an important thing and and as i said earlier on the the planet's mass consciousness has a lot to do with that and i think it's vital in these times that more and more people become aware of who they are and have self-love because if you have self-love you won't accept terrible, horrible things happening to you. You change your reality. You change your vibration. So with self-love, you're going to attract a reality that looks after you and cares for you because you care for yourself. Mm. 
I often use, uh, you've referred, Megan, to obviously listening to other podcast episodes. I don't know if you've heard me mention this. Listeners, I know uh, regular listeners will have heard this because it's something I'm very strong on. And when we, in the context of self-love around the domino effect, what's coming to mind there, Megan, is when we, um, one of the massive influences uh, along my path has been the, uh, the, the colossal Dr. Stephen Covey. An absolute giant, in my humble opinion, in terms of his contribution to to the world. But um, Stephen Covey come up with a three way progression um, insight, where we go from dependency, so we're totally dependent on someone, to then dilute that down to interdependency, so we're dependent on each other, and then we then emerge from that as independent. So we go through those three phases. So we're dependent, then we become interdependent, and then we become independent. And I, I, pre, and I offer that to pre-frame it in the context of self-love. Okay, so what are you really saying then, Paul? What I'm really saying is this. When we are struggling for self-love, love of any kind, um, because our world is dark, challenging, desperate, etc., etc. Isn't it true, Megan? Well, it is for me. So let my, let my, let my, let me, my, me, oh me, oh my, uh, let my, uh, <laughs> tongue twisted this morning, listeners, but it doesn't matter. Let me own my own truth in this. And it's this, that when we are, inverted commas, struggling, stroke suffering, self-love can be really, really, really difficult to even, yeah. even begin to imagine. I liken it to a, domi- a, a, list, a, a line of dominoes. And when you knock that first domino over, it will knock the rest of the dominoes over. The domino effect, I think they call it. And the great way to knock that first domino over is for somebody to knock it over for you. Just to flick that first domino and then everything else falls into line. Now, I use this as an example of saying, okay, somebody to knock that first domino over. Yet again, Megan, am I oversimplifying it to say that when the chips are down and we are lacking self-love, somebody giving us that love, that belief, that metaphoric arm around the shoulder, or maybe actually that physical arm around the shoulder, that touch, that reassurance. Yes, and even romantic love can lift us up beyond imagination. So self-love, I think, is a, is a beautiful, a beautiful and necessary part of our lives. However, don't underestimate the power of, of having someone else love you as well, especially when we're struggling. Does does that any of that make sense, Megan? It certainly does. And um, and I think most of us would have experienced that. But in terms of of um, transitioning and, and our life's journey and what do we learn, we must also remember that we can do it the other way. Um I love to use the term, life does not happen to us, it happens 
through us. It comes from us. So being a victim, we, you know, we taught, you know, you can justify being a victim. Things can happen in your life and it's so easy to justify it. But then the, then the energy becomes victim mode. And what is so exciting about us as humans is that we have a choice. And I suppose once um, with experience of life and, and hopefully being taught, one can learn that you can actually choose your vibration. You do have that power within you. We are not always taught that, but with life experiences and if you come across someone else who knows this and can teach it to you, it's so empowering when you realize that actually you do have a choice in creating your vibration and, and self-love plays a huge role. And yes, of course, you know, your outside influences of other relationships with other people can play a role. Um, but ultimately that relationship comes from what's going on inside of you. So you can attract uh, relationships, you do, you do attract relationships and, and experiences that reflect what's going on inside of you. So if you're going to be a victim, you're going to attract a relationship that's going to reflect that. So yes, um, oh, something interesting to discuss. I've seen, and I, I can say that because I've experienced that in my, my own life, in my own life experiences. So mm. one thing, oh, wonderful, and this is great. And, and, and I, you know, you, you can be appreciative of the good things. Um, you must be grateful of the good things, obviously. Um, but yeah, what, what you are reflecting within yourself is that's the reality that you, co you create. Yeah, I just... You know, not to be kind of stress the point about being too dependent on others, but when we're struggling, and I'm going to make it yet again a paradoxical statement, it's not a bad thing to have that dependency because otherwise, and I know from yet again, you speak about personal experience, when that hopelessness kicks in, there's a strong urge and tendency just to want to end it all. So why wouldn't we lean on somebody else? Why wouldn't we allow somebody else to put their arm around us, give us that love, give us that self-belief, give us that compassion? You know, all those little things that make a difference. You know, history is littered, isn't it, with, with people and stories about how we, um, you know, how we progress from the depths of despair just by somebody giving us that first glimpse of hope, belief, call it what you will, love. And, you know, then people then go on to great things when their life was hanging on by a thread. So uh, interesting, interesting thoughts, Megan. And, you know, it's one yeah. of those we could go on for, um, well, I'm sure we'll, you know, we'll do other episodes because uh, I've certainly enjoyed this. I've, uh, you know, I, I have the benefit of knowing you personally, of course, and, uh, and I treasure that. I really do value that, listeners. Megan is an amazing lady, and I know in many respects that that's almost a cliched statement, but this one happens to be very, very true. Megan, I want to thank you, and I want to invite you in to ask one final question. Uh, but before I ask that final big question, brackets drum roll, 
Uh, I invite you to share your, your contact details, how people can reach out to you if they so desire. Yeah, um, they can contact me on my email address, uh, info at sanferndowns, and you spell it S for sugar, A for apple, N for Nelly, F for Freddy, E for Echo, R for Romeo, N for Nelly, <laughs> and then Downs, D-O-W-N-S, dot C-O dot Z-A. I, um, I, I dabble in herbalism and medicinal plants and all the wonderful things in the medicinal world. And um, I do have a website, um, Sanford Downs, and you can have a look at that and see what I deal with if you are interested. Super. Thank you. Thank you. And so the final question then, Megan, as we draw to a close, I call it the elevator. You, you probably know what's coming because like you say, you've listened to episodes. We're, we've just met in a hotel reception. We get in the elevator. We're going up to the next floor, 30 seconds maximum. And I say to you, Megan, that's fascinating. It's fascinating to have met you, really interested in your life and, you know, but when we get to this next level, the next floor in the hotel, I'll be going one way and you'll be going another. And I'll probably never ever see you again. Who knows? So within that kind of time, it takes that lift to go to the next level. Let's say 30 seconds. Megan, I've really been intrigued by some of your, your views and thoughts about life. Leave me a legacy creating insight or not necessarily something big and a sensation as that, but just leave me something to, you know, to carry forward with me, Legan. Um, Legan, I'll tell you what, listeners, I really am tongue-tied today. Have you ever been called Legan before, <laughs> Megan? <laughs> I've been called many things. <laughs> so, no, <but> not <laughs> yeah. So what would that be, Megan? What would that one big thing, piece of advice, insight, share, call it what you will, what would that be? I would say... Let it go. Don't worry about the big stuff. You are a blip. This lifetime that you are experiencing is a blip in the, in the eternal lifetime. Do your best and don't stress. It's okay. Things pass. Things get better. And don't worry about it. It's, it's uh, just let go. Mm. Those three all-powerful immortal words let it go and that yeah. seems very 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 appropriate way just as the list 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 see i'm at it again listeners. <laughs> as the lift has reached the next floor to sign off by saying remember the world's changing how will you respond Thanks very much for listening to this World Game Changers podcast episode. Hopefully you found it interesting and helpful. Drop a line to paul at worldgamechangers.org with any thoughts or questions you may have, and he'll be more than happy to respond. Remember, the world is changing. How will you respond? <laughs>